Hi, and welcome to another episode of my podcast. On this episode, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to discuss British idioms. I know what you're thinking. Brian, you don't sound British. Are you really from jolly old England? Maybe this will help. No, I'm not actually British, but I can do a bad British accent. Also, I do love the Beatles, and they were British, you know. Actually, I thought about doing this whole episode using my fake British accent, but I decided to spare you that torture. No, I am not actually British, although my grandparents on both my mother and father's side did come from England. That's got to be worth something, right? So, why am I doing British idioms this time? Well, one of my listeners, a very nice young girl named Julia, asked very politely if I could do that. Now, Julia lives in Poland, but she did spend several years living in England, and yes, she does have a real British accent, not like my fake accent. Thanks for the suggestion, Julia, and even though I'm not British, I'll try my best to explain the ideas behind and origins of three British idioms that are all related to differences, or lack of differences. Now, the first two come courtesy of another friend of mine, Carol, who has also lived in England. I remember her using one expression with the phrase chalk and cheese in it, and another with the one swings and roundabouts. I don't believe I had ever heard of those expressions before, So I asked her about them. As she explained, the first one, chalk and cheese, is used to talk about two things that are quite different from each other. For example, and here I'm going to resort to my strange British accent again for the so-called entertainment purposes. Oh, hold on. Wikipedia tells me also they use this expression in New Zealand, and my Australian friend Trevor told me it's used down under, too. But I can't really do those accents very well. So here's my example in British English. Why did Daphne and Bernard ever get married? They're like chalk and cheese. (laughs) That means that Daphne and Bernard are completely different from each other. Now, like I said, I'm not really British, as my accent proves, <laughs> as if I had to point that out. So, I had to do some research on how this phrase is used. It appears that it's often used to talk about differences between people. However, the site EnglishGrammarLessons.com notes that it can be used to discuss animals, food, and lots of other things. Here's one example that site gives that is not about people. The summer and winter seasons in the UK are as different as chalk and cheese. So why do the British say this? And when did it begin being used? Well, it turns out that the English grammar website I mentioned offers some help in this regard. It states that the idiom dates back all the way to the 13th century, and it's still commonly used today, though other sites say it started near the end of the 14th century. 
According to EnglishGrammarLessons.com and another named TheIdioms.com, it's related to the fact that some shopkeepers would try to make more money by adding chalk to the ingredients when making cheese so that it would add more weight to the final product and therefore they could charge more money. Sneaky! Those sites also add that some customers discovered this and they would use the phrase chalk and cheese to highlight the difference between good and bad cheese producers. Now that certainly is an interesting story. But hold on, I'm not absolutely convinced that that is the actual true origin. Why? Well, I checked numerous websites regarding the origin of the expression chalk and cheese, and this story of vendors putting chalk in their cheese is missing from a lot of them. The website digitalcultures.net calls that tale an urban legend that lacks credible evidence. Many other websites offer this possible explanation for the idiom. They note that the appearance of chalk and cheese can be superficially similar in, you know, if you them in certain angles and cuts and things, but these, you know, chalk and cheese are certainly different from each other in substance. There you go, the difference, right? A similar expression in North American English is night and day. Two people, things, or situations can be described as being night and day, or like night and day, if they are very different from each other, like chalk and cheese. Okay, here is the next British idiom about differences. It's swings and roundabouts. I'm going to rely on the Merriam-Webster Dictionary for a definition of this one. Remember, I'm not British. It says this phrase is used to say that two choices or situations are basically the same because they have an equal number of advantages and disadvantages. Here's an example sentence from the Cambridge Dictionary. The route through town would be shorter, but there'll be more traffic. Well, it's just swings and roundabouts. Is that Boris Karloff there? No. That means it doesn't matter what route you take. The result will be the same. There's no difference. I must admit, when my friend Carol first used this expression, I had no idea of what she was talking about. What do swings have to do with traffic circles? Well, for starters, the roundabouts here are not traffic circles. The word, in this case, means merry-go-round. Now, a merry-go-round can mean two things. In one sense, it's a carousel. You know, the machine with colorful wooden horses on it that children love to ride on as it goes round and round. Also, in case you didn't know, another meaning of merry-go-round is the round piece of equipment in play areas on which children sit or stand and are pushed round and round. Thanks again, Cambridge, for that very succinct to the point definition of merry-go-round, or in UK English, a roundabout. Okay, so we're inching closer to the origin. Let's dig a bit deeper. Phrases.org.uk says that it is related to what ride operators at fairs or carnivals would say. That site says the full phrase was, What you lose on the swings, you gain on the roundabouts. So, I believe roundabouts refers here to the horse carousel definition of that word. 
Apparently, it was used to illustrate operators would lose money on some rides, but make money on others that were more popular. Early reference to the expression, according to the website, can be found in a 1912 publication by P. Chalmers called Green Days and Blue Days. The site interestingliterature.com tells us that P. Chalmers, or Patrick Reginald Chalmers, lived from 1872 to 1942, and he was a poet, banker, and writer of several biographies, including of the man who wrote Peter Pan, J.M. Barry. Interestingliterature.com suggests that the phrase, its swings and roundabouts, didn't originate with Chalmers because it had also appeared six years earlier in a book by P.J. Woodhouse called Love Among the Chickens. Okay, here's the third and final British idiom about differences of this episode. The phrase is, something is as broad as it is long. This has basically the same meaning as its swings and roundabouts. That is, there is no real difference between things. It's actually a lot easier to figure out the meaning of this expression. Broad, of course, means wide. If something is as wide is it as it is, as it, did I say that right? As it is long. There you go. The sides are the same, right? Now, even I get that one even if I can't say things very well. So, you use it the same as swings and roundabouts, I believe. So, how did the expression, it's as broad as it is long, there I got it right, how did it come about? Actually, I couldn't find out much about that. Phrases.org.uk says it is mentioned in Brewer's Dictionary of Phrase and Fable from 1984. However, that website adds that the expression was already established before then. I had never heard of Brewers, so I looked that up and found out that it was first published in 1870 and is a popular publication, and I'm quoting from Amazon.com here, that has tens of thousands of terms, phrases, and proper names, along with fascinating, unusual information. Anyway. That's a bit off-topic, I know, and a cheap attempt to cover the fact I don't really know much about the origin of as broad as it is long. <laughs> Just so you know, there's a very common expression used in North America that has the same meaning of it's as broad as it is long and it's all swings and roundabouts. This phrase is it's six of one and half a dozen of the other. Six and half a dozen are equal, of course, so it means two things, options, etc., are the same. Now, it's time to rewind this lengthy podcast episode, but it was worth it to hear my bad British accent, right? Okay, don't answer that. The first idiom I looked at was chalk and cheese, chalk and cheese, which means two things or people are very different. The next was it's all swings and roundabouts, which sort of has the opposite meaning. It means that there is no difference between two choices or situations, which is the same meaning as the third idiom I looked at, which is it's as broad as it is long. Well, thank you for taking the time to listen today. I appreciate it. Please tell your friends about it if you don't mind. And thanks to Zapsplat.com for the music and sound effects. Take care and talk to you next episode. I hope. Please come back.